0: award-winning Tennessee Wildcast is on the air with the latest on hunting, fishing, boating, wildlife watching, and all things outdoors. Make welcome your host, Drummer and outdoor expert novice, Jason Harmon.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Tennessee Wildcast. We thank you for tuning in. Thanks for watching and listening. We got a fun show for you today. We are talking uh, wintertime boating. Yes. Uh, It's going to be a fun uh, fun conversation. We got Mr. Glenn Moats with us and uh, Matt Majors, and uh, Mr. Don King is helping me co host. You bet, you bet. Glad to be here, Jason. We're in a unique location. We
0: are just south of Linden a little bit at the Linden Valley. Baptist camp, Baptist camp, yep, and uh, so, and this all has to do with law enforcement training and uh, and really graduation. Tomorrow right. is
2: is the yes. is the big day. Yes. What? Tell us a little bit about what's going to happen with that. Um, well, our new cadets. Wildlife officers uh, have been in our Wildlife Officer Academy, Law Enforcement Academy, for about 22 weeks, and tomorrow's graduation day for them. So they'll be excited to be full-fledged wildlife officers after tomorrow.
1: Awesome. So if you're listening to the show now, uh, then these guys are... In the field working now and, yeah. and uh, making things happen. But there's going to be some more information about the Academy come out on Wildcast. We're right. going to share that sometime soon, and you'll hear more about that. But uh, just happened to be down here for this event and excited about it and thought we'd get you guys on the show. So sure we appreciate y'all yeah. joining us today. Glad to. Yeah, yeah, tomorrow this place will be
0: full of moms, dads, aunts, uncles. <laughs> fellow officers, supervisors. Fellow officers. Yep, yep,
1: exactly.
0: Yeah, yep. the whole team will be here. Right. So yep. And I'm sorry I jumped in there without any proper introductions, Jason. Well, that's all right.
1: You know, we'll get to it. That's what That's what. <laughs> what just having a good fun fun, fun conversation. So, uh, yeah, let's introduce everybody. Uh, Glenn yes. Moats. He's a, uh, uh, what would you say, Assist- uh, assistant, not assistant. No, Lieutenant Colonel. Lieutenant Colonel. Right. I forget about the different divisions, how it right. changes. But Lieutenant Colonel of a law enforcement agency.
2: Right. Law enforcement division. So tell us about what you do. Well, um, I manage some couple of programs in the law enforcement side one is uh, boating and boating investigations and okay. uh, captain majors can tell you a little bit more about that but uh oversee the training part and uniforms so uh, i'm in the office mainly a lot and uh, i manage people more than anything you've
1: come up through the ranks so you've been in a lot
2: of different roles throughout throughout your time right right i started in 1986 as a wildlife officer and uh, did that till about 2005 and uh, moved into boating investigations, Mm -hmm. and then about 2010 into this role. So,
1: All right. And yeah. then Matt came in and followed you up with the with the boating investigation side of things. Take right. on that role, huh? Yes, yeah.
3: sir, he did. I did. I seem to have followed Glenn uh, throughout <laughs> the career uh, that I've had so far, and he's a good one to follow because he's he's done a lot of good things and he's been a great mentor to me. But I like Glenn, I started out as a wildlife officer in 2002 and then a district boating officer and a, a lead wildlife officer and then promoted into investigations in 2010, and I've been there ever since. It's just a tremendous job. With a lot of rewards. Yeah, yeah. You you guys do a great job. I mean, all our officers
1: are, are top notch. So uh, we appreciate everything you guys do and, and keeping you. us safe out there. Hey, while we're on the training part, just uh, tell us
0: a little bit about what's different nowadays with, with the training that's going on, as opposed to when you guys came up through the ranks.
2: Yeah, when I came up, uh, there was really no initial on-the-job training. Um, But we did go to the Tennessee Law Enforcement Academy after some time in the field, which is good, uh, basic police training. But throughout the years, we've tried to uh, improve our training for wildlife officers because uh, wildlife officers have really a specialized skill set that they need Uh in their job. And while the uh, Tennessee Law Enforcement Academy is good for what it is, we needed something more specialized. So Mm -hmm. three years ago, we started our own Wildlife Officer Academy, that uh, really teaches those skills to uh, the cadets that they really need to do their job as right, a wildlife officer, because right. they couldn't learn everything they needed at, at the police academy. So uh, we've come a long way. That's neat. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's a it's a little bit different environment than being on the streets versus being in the in the it woods. It is. Yeah. We're,
2: you know what we like to say is we're law enforcement off the pavement, so we're <laughs> in the woods and on the water. Yeah, that's that's where we are. So you know, there's there's different things you need to know. Uh, and learn in order to, to do that job properly.
1: I'm sure you guys have seen a major improvement in in the, our officers and their skills, and yes. and they're
3: learning a lot more probably with through our our program in house, right? Absolutely. One of the neat things I see, Jason, is when they go to the field, they're prepared to be a standalone officer. Now, they go through a very extensive field training officer program. But what we're hearing from our county officers, our district sergeants, and their supervisors is these officers that come out now are much better trained than we ever were. Mm -hmm. So what we're doing is... We're providing a better service to the citizens of the state, the sportsmen, and we're also reducing that liability that we have as officers throughout the state. Right, right. So you're when the, the new recruits come out now,
0: they're ready to hit the ground running as opposed to, well, it's going to take me a few months to right. kind of get up to speed right. as to what's, what's going on mm-hmm. out here. Yes, sir.
1: Mm-hmm. You got it. All right. Awesome. Well, we'll learn more about the academy. We're going to yeah. have uh, some of the guys that are, are – are really hands-on and behind the scenes, I guess you could say, training these guys. We're going to have them on soon and, and talk more about that. But today I wanted to cover uh, boating in the wintertime. It's a lot different than boating in the summer. Uh, obvious reasons, water's colder, air's colder, uh, water's more shallow in places and things like that. So I just wanted to talk today about, uh, first off, let's recap summer. I know we had Matt, we uh, had you on earlier this past year in a wildcast and and uh, you and uh, Josh and, and you guys did a great job uh with with talking to us but how did summer go and then uh just kind of recap summer a little bit and then we'll jump into to safety on the water in the wintertime
3: absolutely jason you know this summer has been what i would consider safer more low-key that's good Uh, to hear compared to 2020 we we just had a very busy summer for our officers uh, a lot of calls for service a lot of incidents to investigate this year has been while we have still seen the the Huge numbers of boaters. We have seen them acting better. Uh, more education, more, maybe more education, more enforcement. But the you know the education component is huge, mm-hmm. and we have done a tremendous job. Our agency, our boating education coordinator, Betsy Woods, has done a fantastic job yeah. pushing that information out. But our officers are also doing, just when they check people, are doing giving them safety information. And it's so neat to see those guys in the water talking to people and people saying, you know, I didn't know that. So everywhere you see a white boat with an orange and green stripe, you're probably getting some kind of education from those men and women that are out there patrolling. So we've had a a much better summer, a slower summer, but we have not seen the numbers of boaters go down. So Mm. as much as we're very thrilled to have all of these recreational boaters enjoying all of our waterways our fishing opportunities it's tremendous but we are seeing that safety ramp up from the the boater's perspective and that just makes us happy it really does well that's that's good to hear
1: good to hear that you know can still have those numbers out on the water but see those those safety you know being more safe and not having as many incidents that's awesome absolutely that's awesome, well, um, as we said, it's wintertime, and we talk about getting out on the water there's, there's fishing, there's duck hunting, there's even boat uh, you know deer hunting from boats going to, to islands and, and hunting some coral land and things like that. so sportsmen are still on the water um, what's, uh, what's one of the what's the most important thing that you would say to uh, someone going out boating in this time of year?
2: Well, let me say. Three important things, okay, that you I need think. to know all year long. Good. And then I'll focus on that. So, one, don't drink and boat, okay? Amen. Because uh, alcohol impairs your ability to make good decisions and operate properly. That's on the road or on the water. Mm-hmm. Uh, always wear your life jacket and watch where you're going. Keep aware of your surroundings. If you do those three things, you're going to greatly increase your chance of coming home safe. All right. But in the wintertime, you know, cold water, cold uh, water. Can really affect your ability to swim if you fall in the water right and falls overboard Matt can correct me if I'm wrong is a really prevalent boating accident falling overboard and uh, so in the winter time when you fall in cold water it really restricts your ability to swim based on how your body reacts to the cold water so you really need that life jacket on in the winter. So that that would be the main thing I would say is um, wear your life jacket in the winter time. Another thing that we see is especially for duck hunters and sportsmen uh-huh. is make sure uh, especially if you're in a small boat duck hunting that you don't overload that boat mm-hmm. because that's going to great. If you have an overloaded boat you could swamp it. You're mm-hmm. going to be in the water. So we see that from time to time you know you put all your decoys in there you got a dog in there, you got shotguns next thing you know that boat's really unstable
0: yeah so. you might be looking at multiple trips as opposed exactly to it, taking
3: it all in one yeah. swoop yeah dragging right. one behind you maybe yeah, yeah. <laughs> so
2: anything matt wants to add to that
3: but no you you really covered it all well we, we have seen just a true explosion of paddle craft mm-hmm. uh, on our waters and they're right. getting a little bigger a little wider a little more stable than they ever were and they're also more affordable so a lot of people are getting these and you, and our waterways are filled with those and while we welcome that one of the things we see is on these very warm days on these colder months people will get out in a t-shirt and shorts and enjoy a, an afternoon fishing now that's all fine and good if they don't fall in the water right. and they don't plan to do that Oftentimes, people do end up in the water by accident or by no fault of their own waves or wake or they may bump into something or just be a little off balance uh-huh. so that's why we always encourage that wear that life jacket it's just like a seat belt in a car you're probably only going to need it once the trouble is we just never know when that time <laughs> is yep. so we always want people to do that and so many of our drownings are so preventable just by mere wearing a life jacket and they're so small and so affordable nowadays there's really not a good excuse you can give a wildlife officer anymore as (laughs) to why you don't have one and we even have a program that we are handing out life jackets Mm -hmm. Uh, you may see our wear it boat around in different lakes in the state yes and that shows how invested in boater safety we are we will give you a life jacket if you will just wear it just <laughs> <laughs> pledge you'll wear it sign the right. pledge
0: to wear it yeah, yeah i know speaking of betsy woods i know she's that's been her mission hasn't it for the last uh, gosh i'm thinking for the last decade yeah. you know with that program and other programs as well to get get folks uh, uh life jacketed up and I know she and I have had conversations uh just one on one we've ridden here and there in a lot of a lot of places together and uh she she really has a heart for the for the guys that are out angling this time of year I right. know she she's mentioned that to me several times that you know I see those guys out there and and they're granted they're not in they think oh yeah I'm not in deep water and I'm not have fished this place I know it well but you know it's you just like you said
3: Matt you just never know when you're going to need that and and that, that one time is all it takes so you're exactly right and you know in my job in investigations is myself and our other wildlife officers we're often the ones tasked by it's with standing on the riverbank with those families while search and rescue are looking for their loved ones. Mm-hmm. A- and, you know, we get those questions for them what could they have done? Or they were such a good swimmer and the truth is a lot of times a life jacket just takes all that out of the equation. Mm-hmm. We've seen it over and over people falling in with life jackets and they come out a little embarrassed and a little cold, <laughs> but I'd much rather all of us be a little embarrassed, a little cold as the opposite. So we really are going to preach that. And we're going to continue to do that because we want a safe and enjoyable boating experience. The more boaters are out there, the, the better the environment is. I mean, it, what a wonderful place we live in to have this many lakes and rivers. That's right We just want them to people to enjoy them safely. that's all mm-hmm.
1: yeah Well you talk about the weather you mentioned uh, you know warmer days uh, you can have warm days in December but the water is still cold right, I right. Mean, we, we didn't touch on the temperatures but it could still be 50 or below in the water versus 70 in the air temperature so you, you know when
3: you hit that water it's a shock. Boy, it is. You know, sometimes just that that initial gasp, mm-hmm. uh, that yeah. shock. Sometimes people ingest a little bit of water and get them just a little too choked up, and then they're not concentrating on swimming. Again, there's a lot of information out there on what happens in the physiology, but the truth is, is you can with a life jacket just float up a little wet and a little embarrassed. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to keep keep preaching that because we know that that will save lives. We've seen those life jackets save lives. It's pretty simple. Yeah another thing that that i I made a note here that
1: betsy's always uh, gracious to give us some notes and tips here but dressing layers right uh the more the layers the better and then wool and fleece is preferred is that right helps hold heat in
2: right Mm -hmm.
1: yeah so and
2: that's good whether you're hunting on land or in a boat you know
1: so if you go overboard it's best to have those clothes on keep them on right right okay yeah hey and uh you know we were we were touching on
0: it earlier before we started today, uh, talking about winter pool, summer pool, uh, water levels vary, especially in East Tennessee they can vary a bunch and
3: uh, what, what challenges does that bring to the table? So, good question, you know, in the winter, you know, oftentimes they will draw the waterways down, uh-huh. and it will fluctuate even in the summer with a lot of rain and, and that drawdown. What we see is people operating in normal areas that they're very comfortable operating in, and then two to three weeks later, all that water is four or five feet deep or or not as deep. Right. And some of the places they're very comfortable operating are only four or five feet deep, so that makes those areas dry. So be very careful out there. Know your lakes, know your rivers, especially when that water comes down. uh, You never know what logs have washed in over the summer and settled out. And they may be right below the surface. Those things for our recreational boaters may be just enough to get them unstable at a higher speed and to cause an incident. So even if you're very familiar with the water, it changes every year. And I talk to anglers frequently. Now, oh, I know this water. I, You know, I know it better than you do, son. And while they probably do, I see the other side of it. And I see the people that stand with us on the side of the river and go, you know, That tree was never there. Uh, Where did that sandbar come? They must have pulled the water down too much this year. Mm -hmm. I hear all those excuses, but the truth are is is just slow down. Like uh, Lieutenant Colonel said, just slow down, watch what you're doing, and be familiar with that waterway. And that's going to really sharply diminish the amount of incidents and the times we have to respond out for search and rescue. Well, I think about um – the water level's going down, and and
1: and watching your your depth finder, and you know where that channel is. You know it's more important than ever to stay in that channel. I would right. say, but slow down and, and and be cautious, keep your eyes open. Right, you know it's could be it's dangerous. You never know. Well, what's some other tips uh, that you would suggest? Any any tips for your boat? You know, having your boat ready for for the winter time and and winter boating on that side of things. Um. You know, a lot of people winterize their boats this time of year and put them up and don't get back out till it gets hot. But yeah. if you're going to boat in, in the wintertime, is there
2: anything you need to be thinking about for your boat? And maybe not. Maybe it's, you know. You know, I think the winterization comes when when you do put it in storage and there's water inside the engine. Sure, yeah. Uh, you want to make sure that's drained out and uh, or you have antifreeze in it. But as far as if you're going to continue to boat, I, I can't really think of any you know any maintenance it, tips. And, and you know, you may have a local mechanic that you have, look, your boat over every year, for sure. Mm -hmm. Definitely, if you were to run aground or something,
3: get that lower unit, that prop checked out. Occasionally, we will see where people continue to operate, and they may have a leak somewhere around the lower unit. Uh, It may have been knocked loose. So, they will get some some water, starts coming in, and will eventually swamp that boat. Uh, All those are just, just great tips. One of the neat things that I've seen throughout my career is when I started, everybody said, you know, boating season was, was you know, in, in May through about September. Mm-hmm. If you've been to any of our waters in the last 10 years, they're boating 12 months out of the year. <laughs> uh, they're catching fish. We've got some of the best fisheries there mm-hmm. are yeah. anywhere. There are people coming to our lakes and rivers from further and further away than I have ever seen in my life because of the tremendous resource we have here. So it's 12 months out of the year. So... Here's what I was going to say. Expect to see other boaters out there. And just because it's a rainy day, a Tuesday in January, doesn't mean that there's not another boat right around the bend. Don't just pretend like there's nobody else out there because our lakes and rivers are full of people all throughout the year. So, Mm. again, maintain that situational awareness. Always maintain that proper lookout. And then just drive with that due regard, that caution from look all the way around you. I,
1: I think about uh, you know in the summertime we talk about uh, clean drain dry. Is that still important in the wintertime? Is that, I mean we it's always when you move boat from uh, from water to water it's important to make sure you're not transferring yeah and things like that. But sure. in, in wintertime is that still a yeah that's a, a, a good a habit factor? to stay in yes yeah so all right well anything else y'all want to to encourage guys out there on the water in the wintertime and 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 tell them anything uh, that they ought to know guys and
3: gals whoever might be out there fishing or hunting or. um one of the things that comes to mind for me um, is take a boating education course. In That's the winter, perfect, you're yes. always looking for things to do. Oftentimes, your insurance will give you a discount on it. But in my years of teaching Boater Ed to younger folks, you know, the parents would always sit in the back of sure. the class and be a little skeptical and say, you know, they're they're making us be here. but. I can't think of a time where at least one parent didn't come up and talk to our officers and go, you know, I've learned a lot. <laughs> so we don't know what we don't know sometimes. So take a boater ed class, even take the home study course, whatever it takes in this off season. And whatever you do today, education wise, is going to make our waters safer in
2: the future. And that's really what our agency is about. And just a reminder, you know, if you're born 1989 or after, you're required by law to have that that. Uh, Class, so
1: I was going to try to stump you. There that was my next question. What, yeah. what's that cutoff? So January
2: first, nineteen eighty nine. Born on or after date, uh, you're required to have that certification.
1: Right, and yeah, and you can do that a lot of different avenues. I know there's sometimes uh, during COVID we had some Zoom classes going. You know to be able to take that, and
3: yeah,
1: uh, a lot of libraries offer that. Right, right. Is, what's the
3: what's some other options? <laughs> best way i direct everybody, reach it, look at our website. Yeah. it's You can go to each region, and then you can look under Boater Education. It's going to give you where those classes are going to be, if there, if the agency's offering any, or if you can do a self-study and then take the course at a local, just like you said, a library or, mm-hmm. or another place that the agency has set up. So. I know at the boat shows, especially the, down, the
0: Nashville boat mm-hmm. show, uh, you guys always have a good... Good uh, couple of days worth of of classes yeah, there Betsy as well. Yeah, Betsy usually sets
2: that up. So
0: that's so, uh, yeah. so that's another thing to keep in mind too. Yeah, you know, go go check out the new new crop of boats that's right. available, and take a class. in the meantime, take a boating class. Yeah, yeah. great. Yeah, it's kind of like hunter education it in is. that way with the parents and yeah. stuff. You know, yeah. because so many times the the uh, a parent will come with a with a younger person and and uh, and. Take home a lot more than they expected to when they when they attend those classes. So right. that's that's good news. All right.
1: Uh, that's a good plug on our website tnwildlife.org. I mean, there's a lot of good information there. Information on the classes, like we talked about. Right. Uh, information on the requirements for your boats, depending on how large a boat you have. There's requirements
2: for what you have to have on board and, and all that fun stuff. And, uh, and for questions too, I get. I'm sure Matt gets forwarded a lot of these questions from Ask TWRA, mm-hmm. and that's a good way if you have a question to ask. Do that, or give us a call. Uh-huh.
1: You know, yeah,
2: glad to answer it.
1: Yeah, right there on our website under uh, Contact Us at the bottom of the page. There's a link there for 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 asking us any questions and, you and We do yeah. respond to them, mm-hmm. and those yeah. get forwarded to the right department. They do. Too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get them a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that's another great uh, a great tool right there. Our website to to get all that information, and um, we've got videos and and all kinds of fun stuff out there for people to to review and watch and, and learn more. So yeah. Well, uh, when you're not in the, uh, on the water patrolling or, or, or recreating on the water, what else are you doing? are you are you out hunting and fishing any at all this this time of year and and getting out and enjoying I know you Matt you mentioned you
3: were going to take your daughters out here pretty soon and go yeah I, I look for every excuse I can you know they stay so busy <laughs> them being teenagers and oftentimes it's hard to get time with them but uh we've just started just here recently just started scheduling things and we're going to make it happen so yes got some hunts coming up with my daughters um It's just like that song, you know, she thinks we're just fishing. You know, the truth is, is get outdoors, hunt, fish, take your kids out there. I have yet to find anybody, uh, no matter how tall or how short or what you look like, that has ever left a fishing or a hunting trip without a smile Uh, so oftentimes it's not about what you harvest or how much you catch get out there with your family and friends and that's what i love doing and i'm just so thankful that we have a sport like this where my kids can enjoy that something i've enjoyed since i was just a little fella all the way up they can continue to pass that on to their kids so that's, that's what we're all here for
2: yeah true
1: yeah it's fun my my son got his first squirrel this past thanksgiving so yeah. that was a
2: that
1: was a fun hunt and uh and exciting for i think more exciting for me i think i, I yeah. hollered and screamed and, yeah. and had more fun than he did i'm not right. so sure but uh but yeah it's fun to get there and make memories with your family and and all that good stuff um, well, well glenn how did
0: you get introduced to the outdoors what got you what piqued your interest oh, to get into this line of work
2: you know i growing up i I really love the outdoors. I, I found a love for it. And, you know, squirrel hunting was something that got me into it. You know, mm-hmm. and that's that's a lot of Same kids, you know, yeah. that's their first hunt is squirrel hunting. It really gets you excited about being outside. So, man, I just love that. I started, I grew up down around Chattanooga on Chickamauga Lake. So I stayed out there fishing a lot and boating. And that's yeah. really where I got a, a love for boating, you know. So that's what sort of what got me into it was just growing up on the lake. So,
3: yeah. I know Matt spent a lot of time in Hamilton County as well. <laughs> it's it's huge. Yeah. Again, that's one of those lakes that that people come from all over every weekend. There's a bass tournament there, mm-hmm. but. And that's in my backyard. I can't believe that. It, even the travels I do throughout the country, people are like, oh, yeah, I know right. that, that real good lake is right there where you're at. <laughs> yeah. and I, say, I can hear boats going up and down the lake from my house. And they're like, you're so lucky. Yeah. And so to hear other people from other states say that we are lucky to, to live where we live, uh-huh. and that's a testament truly to the resource we protect and the service we provide the general yeah. public.
1: Yeah. yeah. You know, we had uh we have Jason Holland on a lot talking about fishing on our show and he in one of the recent episodes he was uh the his testimony about how great our state is and what we offer and, and, and the, the his reflection on who the agency is and what we do is great. You know, it's uh our resources are great from east to west, Memphis to Bristol. We've got it all really right here in Tennessee. Right. It's hard to beat. Right. It's hard to beat this place. Well, Don, you know we normally start this show and and advertise these hats that we're wearing. I know it. we saved it till the end. I didn't guess we? so. Maybe we should do it right now. You think? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking we didn't we didn't advertise. I I love this one that I'm wearing. It's it's got a small logo on one side. It's kind of offset yeah. and, and it's a different style and I, it's growing on me. Yeah, yeah. And but, mine mine's centered up on the logo, but
0: uh, got a little state logo in the back, but you can't see it. It's kind of small, but uh, but yeah, these are available on shop dot i testing you, you no know,
1: go outdoors
0: tennessee outdoors <laughs> the same go outdoors com. just put a shop dot in front of it yep
1: so. yep same place you get your license you can pick up a a, a hat a, a mug and, and all kinds of fun stuff i guess yeah. not mugs but but you know cups and, and buffs and things like that sure. are out there so go check I, that out i even saw
0: some uh just just uh, recently for the holidays uh, uh, Christmas ornaments so on their way yep
1: yep yep so yeah yeah um Check out shop.gooutdoors.tennessee.com for all that fun stuff. Uh, gooutdoors.tennessee.com to get your licenses, to um, to register your boats, and make sure you're you're legal there. Uh, we didn't touch on that, but that's where you can register your boat, yes. renew your boat registrations, right. and right. and all that fun stuff. Buy your fishing license, buy your hunting license. Uh, it's your it's your gateway to the outdoors here in Tennessee. I yeah. have to say, sometimes. So uh, it's been fun. Anything else, guys? you want to add before we close? Uh, I appreciate y'all jumping in here, and appreciate what y'all do for the agency. Thank
3: you. Thank you. Yeah, this is. It- doing stuff like this is really it's so fun to let the people know you know sometimes when people see us they're like oh I I can't go talk to them that's a uniformed (laughs) officer we we really enjoy when you come talk to us and it's not a negative encounter over a law violation or something come ask us a question We're people just like you if we're in uniform we're in service we're available to educate or help you in any way possible
1: exactly you know think about it like I mean we were in the field you were in the field before you were an officer. You're just like that guy out there that loves right. to hunt and fish. Yeah. Yeah. The same person.
2: Yeah.
1: So anyway, all right. Well guys, I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Don, thank you. You bet. You bet. Thank you, guys. Really appreciate sure. it. And uh, this is Tennessee Wildcast. Thanks for following us. Thanks for uh, you know, subscribing to us on iTunes and your favorite podcasting platform. Make sure you check us out on our social media accounts and we'll see you next time.